guys. Oh my goodness. Welcome to Dog Your Book Club. I'm your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as BB by many. And of course, here on Dog Eared Book Club, the mission is to connect you all to books, thought leaders, and avid readers. Ah! Oh my God. Today is my birthday. I'm not shy about it. I freaking love my birthday. And I love birthdays in general. Um, I think birthdays are so important to adore because they are just a beautiful reminder that life should be celebrated. Life is such a beautiful gift and what a day to not only celebrate, you know, your origin day, the reason why you're here, but also it's just a beautiful reminder. I mean, come on, life is such a gift and what an honor it is. So anyways, you guys, I love that I'm actually recording this on my birthday. I've been super like it's interesting. I've tried to record this and I tried to record my other podcast for, you know, Embody Your Soul and it just like wasn't working out with timing and eventually I got my Embody Your Soul podcast out in like the most perfect way possible and with Dog Ear Book Club, I think the energy of actually recording it on my birthday is perfect. Um, it's just so, it's so funny being a you know, a podcaster, creator, entrepreneur, whatever it is, because part of it, you're really actually, no, not even part of it, mostly like 99% of it, you're totally rolling with it. And you're rolling with timing, you're rolling with life circumstances. And also what I've loved, loved doing and embracing is actually working when I have tons of energy. And It's really, really good for me when I'm able to like batch and do amazing work and I'm super, super energized the days that I'm just not with it. I don't. And I'm so, so happy that today I woke up incredibly energized, had an incredible morning, super, super productive. And now we are here. Woo. So again, amazing. So I have been thinking so much about what to talk about for this bookish series. And of course, I wanted to make it special because I don't know, it's like my birthday episode. It's really exciting, but I didn't want to put so much pressure on myself. And if you guys aren't follow me on social media or this is the first time listening, hello, hello. I just got back from a bachelorette trip. I'm exhausted and that's kind of why this is coming out a little late but honestly I'm kind of okay with that because again the birthday energy of recording today so so magical I'm feeling so loved and so amazing and ah so excited to be here so anyways this episode is going to be about the books that changed my life it will be sectioned off into fiction, nonfiction, and kind of like spiritual self-help. And also, it's incredible because I know I'll be talking about the books that have changed my life. But again, there are so many books that I have not read and that are on my TBR um, that will most certainly change my life and change the game. And... I would also love to hear the ones that have changed your lives and I would love uh, for you guys to definitely DM me or in the comment section or respond to my stories. Please let me know the books that have changed your life because again, my TBR, no matter how, gosh, no matter how endless it is, it will never stop growing because why? Books are just the most beautiful thing. So Before we get into the episode, I would love to give these beautiful, beautiful companies that I will never stop supporting a shout, and then we will get into the beautiful, beautiful books. So let's chat soon, guys. Are you needing a revamp on your website? Have you been building your new business or rebranding your new business, but you're either not really feeling the logo, the colors, the direction, or you're not even sure where to really begin? Please, I am telling you, look no further. Ashley Munson, creative director and founder of Libra Collective, will take amazing care of you. Libra Collective is a studio that designs brands, packaging, and illustrations for passionate people. Ashley will help you from top to bottom. Strategize and design a brand aligned with your story, values, and mission to connect with your ideal target audience. Create beautiful packaging with intentional materials and detail to elevate your products and sketch, render, and implement original illustration for your branding, product, or service. 
So I've been working with Ashley for about two years. And not only is she unbelievably talented and gifted in her work and her craft, but she is so attentive. She is so transparent with her values, her direction, her mission, but also with her complete flow, her workflow, because I feel like sometimes when you are really entrusting a lot of money and a big investment and really your vision into someone, people can really leave you by the wayside. And of course, it's again, it's a it's a difficult path to follow when you're already putting yourself out there. But she has truly been one of the best investments I've ever made for myself, for Dog Your Book Club, and for my new business, Embody Your Soul. I cannot wait to work with her for upcoming business projects. And really just working with her is such a delight and it really, really makes my day. So are you ready to invest in one of the best investments you'll ever make as an entrepreneur or business owner? Ashley has provided the Dog Your community with an amazing deal. So for those of you looking to build your personal business or brand, simply use the code DOGEAR21 and receive 15% off the brand kit. That's over $300 off. Head over to LibraCollective.com and begin your journey today. I promise you will thank yourself and your brand will thank you too. I don't know about you guys, but the jewelry market feels so saturated. For starters, where do you even begin? Second, I'm so over cheap jewelry. I run around, I work out, I love being active. I also don't really like taking them off. So to me, there's nothing worse when they tarnish. Third, and the most important to me in this day and age, is a company that is transparent and has a strong purpose. As I've been cleaning up my habits, lifestyle, environment, etc., I'm looking to invest my money in companies that seek to enhance and serve the greater collective, whether that be empowering individuality or giving back to the community. So it is truly hard to even contain my excitement, but here's the brand that's not only one, Fine jewelry that's gorgeous and a price range that isn't horrifying, but still an investment. Durable and strong. And three is on a mission. Let me tell you about Chapter 6. Chapter 6 is a fine jewelry company that gives back. The mission is to be more than a jewelry company, but really a channel for activism. They donate 10% of their annual revenue to Rewild, which is a nonprofit organization that seeks to protect and restore our wild, organic planet, ecosystem, and biodiversity. This company was founded by my dear, dear friend, Gemma Totten, and her dear friend, Ahmet. So they are both deeply passionate, not only about creating pieces that make you feel beautiful, inside and out, but they hold deeper meaning with every square inch. Each piece is made from recycled 14 karat gold. Diamonds are grown in lab, so it's more sustainable and better for the planet. And they're known as CVD diamonds. And each collection has a meaning and a mission. So I have the turtle necklace and her seven diamond ring, which is from her endangered collection. And then I just got her thick gold flower band ring from her preserve collection. Not only am I so obsessed with each of them and feel so deeply connected to them. Like I had this whole experience with getting the turtle necklace, you guys, but that will like just be a 10 minute story. And I am like, just no, not enough time. But also, it's truly so hard for me to not buy every single piece of jewelry. And you guys are also going to love this. So I recently saw Gemma, not only just to catch up, but to look at her pieces. So I came with a friend and she led us through a tea meditation before we began browsing. So she made tea with fresh dandelion leaves and educated us on how our society has created this disgust around weeds and how our lawns and lands should eradicate any essence of weeds, when actually weeds have such a powerful purpose on our planet. She told us how we can consume every piece of the dandelion plant for tea, medicine, and nurturing our mind and bodies. 
Gemma then explained why she created the preserve collection and why we must preserve these sacred plants and animals and how they play an integral role in our planet's well-being. So, first of all, are you absolutely obsessed with Gemma? Second of all, this jewelry. If you're not already on her Instagram, which is so aesthetic, because she's the aesthetic queen, and already browsing her collection, don't worry, we created a deal just for you, listener. So simply use the code BBJewels10, all lowercase, to get 10% off any Chapter 6 online purchase. I will say though, if you are in the Orange County area and want a private showcasing of her jewelry, I wouldn't skip it. Chapter 6 is the perfect gift for yourself, your best friend, a loved one, and really for any occasion. And don't you worry, she's coming out with some men's pieces. I cannot wait to see what piece you fall in love with and truly how much even just wearing the jewelry impacts you. Uh, Hello, you guys. I am honestly so, so excited to share these books with you. If you've been following me for a while, I'm sure you kind of have an idea of exactly what books uh, I'm going to start talking about. And again, if this is your first time following me or listening to me, hello, hello. Thank you so, so much for coming here. It is absolutely an honor to sit here and just talk about and share my deep, deep love for books because I think books are unbelievably important and so, so crucial for just this lifetime and every, every single day. So let's get started. So I just grabbed a fat stack from my bookshelf and my nightstand and I'm just going to grab um just in order like of the stack because again it's like super toppled and all the books are like like they couldn't be more obtuse in terms of making a nice neat perfect stack like they're all different shapes and sizes and weights so I just don't want to mess this up so anyways I kind of love that this is my first book that I'm going to grab I finished it a couple months ago and this is a fiction book it is 1q84 by Haruki Murakami and wow I again I'm like sighing and taking a deep breath and I mean that's kind of going to be a lot of the books that I'll grab. So um, if you have not heard of 1Q84, it is definitely a beast of a book. It is, uh, no, no, no. It is 925 pages. I know some editions are a thousand, but I have this beautiful, beautiful hardcover edition with this really, oh my God, it's like incredibly thin paper for the book cover and it like completes the cover if that makes sense so uh so the cover the book just kind of has the letter and numbers and then it has the face on both sides but then the book cover kind of adds the color it adds the title um it just adds oh my god it's just absolutely stunning and I actually took the cover off when I read this book because I did not want to you know it, it's like so thin I could definitely just rip it into shreds in two seconds so anyways IQ84 is wow so it begins with the protagonist Aome, I don't know if I'm saying that right. If I'm saying it wrong, please, please let me know, guys. And she is a female assassin, and pretty much she finds herself in an alternate universe and gets caught up in this conspiracy with a cult. And then the converging story is another gentleman the fact that I'm literally forgetting his name is so frustrating thank goodness I have the book in front of me Tango I almost said Toru from Norwegian Wood lol so Tango is a gentleman who is a beautiful beautiful writer he has been published he is also a math teacher And so his publicist or like his manager, like, you know, whoever they are, reaches out to him. He's like, hey, so we have this super, super cool opportunity to um, have you ghostwrite 
kind of ghost rewrite, rework this really interesting story, would you be down? And it was really illegal and everything. And this story is connected to what Aome has gotten caught up in. And um, Tango and Aome have these beautiful diverging, no, not diverging, converging stories that will just make you fall into 20 million pieces and come back together all over again. I have the chills and it is one of the most beautiful books I've ever read. Again, it's so like I've been reading nonstop, just absolutely phenomenal (laughs) phenomenal books and phenomenal. Have I said that right? Phenomenal. Jeez. You know, when you like say words too much and it starts sounding weird, that's what's happening. It is an absolutely unbelievable book. Uh, When I finished it, I... It not that I never believed in love, but what it taught me was that love just defies everything. It defies logic. It f- sometimes feels illogical. It it is powerful. It it is a touch that will imprint you for years and years and will never leave your side. It is a force that's greater than anything. Greater than obstacles greater than alternate universes which is in the book um and no matter the obstacles love will always always find its way and it is just the most stunning book in the entire world um I oh my god it's like I want to read my favorite favorite passage but then I don't want to give it away but I guess it's like fine because you're gonna have to read it after I talk about it and oh my god okay so long story short there's again when you read it or if you've read it you'll understand why it's so beautiful but I'll just um kind of briefly explain this part so there's a scene where Aome A A O Aomeme freaking a I'm so sorry um they are both looking at the moon and oh my gosh okay so I'll just read this really short passage he knew too that it would take time for him to acclimate himself to this new world that had come upon him his entire way of thinking his way of seeing things the way he breathed the way he moved his body he would need to adjust and rethink every single element of life and to do that he needed to gather together all the time that existed in this world no maybe the whole world wouldn't be enough tango and Aomeme whispered a voice neither low or high of a, a voice holding out a promise open your eyes tango opened his eyes time began to flow again in the world tango there's the moon it holy yeah just again like with everything that is leading up to that scene it is one of the most powerful powerful passages I've ever read and this book will stick with me for a lifetime. I will forever be in absolute awe of Haruki Murakami. I, it is just, it's an honor to read his work and that's how I feel. I love him because, um, he's also changed my life because as a writer, he's, he has taught me really, really powerful, powerful, powerful skills. I think, Something that he's does that he does incredibly, incredibly well is that he's able to break the fourth wall in a way that is so smooth and it's not cheesy and it's not like this weird kind of like break in the story because for instance, he almost needs to because his stories are so interesting. They're so complex and really his genre is like magical realism. It's real in like psychological thriller, like it's really, but not even a thriller. It's just really, really fascinating and even yourself, you're like, whoa, like, what is happening? This is insane, especially with 1Q84. But then there's moments where the reader is so caught up. And like, I was never confused. As someone who's super ADHD and I am anxious, I've definitely talked about, you know, this in my podcast and on my Instagram page. But um, I was never, ever confused, no matter if I didn't read the story, if I didn't read the book for like a week or two and I came back, I was never, never lost. And the way he was able to write two converging stories eventually gets to three. I was never confused. And his writing is so crystal clear, so poignant, but it's just absolutely stunning. It is breathtaking. And 
his writing brings me to my knees. Honestly, it's absolutely amazing. Must, must, must read this book. And it takes every single part of me to not reread this book immediately because I have so many other books to read. So there is 1Q84 by Haruki Murakami. What am I grabbing next? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm just gonna grab, okay, so because this won't topple. So I'm going to list four books that I'm going to try to make this short and sweet because I can go on and on. So I would say April, May, I was on this Toni Morrison binge and she absolutely rocked my world in the best way ever. And I totally believe that when a writer comes into your life and when a book comes into your life, it's totally meant to be because your soul is ready. And that's where I was at with Toni Morrison. And so I first started off with Bluest Eye, then I read Beloved, then I read Jazz, and then I read Song of Solomon. And these books are just Oh my god, so right now I'm holding the bluest eye in jazz. I gave Beloved to my mentor, Lisa, and I gave Song of Solomon to one of my best friends. And um, I mean, these four books are just absolutely breathtaking. The bluest eye is just, wow. I mean, I will say for trigger warning, it really addresses some pretty intense topics. I mean, honestly, all of them do. Um, but the way that Toni Morrison is able to write stories in her poetic, silky, empathetic, just um, tone and just her, everything she does, it's like she's weaving you into her own skin. It sounded kind of weird, but like you feel so close with Toni Morrison and it is just the most stunning thing in the entire world. Um, Jazz is a really amazing story about love and lust and murder and obsession and it's really, really stunning. Beloved is a story about um, kind of the same thing, not so much murder, but just like this yearning for the love of your child, for the recovery and the slave experience, for the black experience and for the stories that surround you and what happens when you allow the darkness to just encompass you. It is just the most amazing. Oh my gosh. And then Song of Solomon is a really fantastic story about coming of age in the black experience and I read that story twice. I put it down and then I immediately started reading it again. I I loved it. It's just so magical. Tony is an absolute gift to this world and oh my god, RAP. I I love her so much and again, it's an honor to read her writing. So, Tony Morrison everybody. Ooh, okay, so I just finished this book, and this book rocked me. Um, this is by Daisy Johnson. Apparently, this is her debut novel, and I'm absolutely floored. Also, looking at the clock, 11-11, what, what, I love it. Um, so, Everything Under is a really bizarre, spooky, like, this story, like, I'm, I'm going to get the chills with every single story, every single book I describe, but this story crawls under your skin and it is the most powerful thing in the world. So this book is about this girl Gretel who grew up on a houseboat um, on the river and just like wandering the canals and speaking this weird made-up language with her mom and just like living in this honestly like other world and then pretty much her mom disappears on her. So she's the estranged daughter and we start off with Gretel, who is now a lexicographer, which is really, really interesting. And she's tried to move on, you know, for, you know, most of her life. And then she gets a call where she has to kind of revisit and, you know, um, find her mom. And she revisits her past. And it's, again, like, it's kind of spooky. It's creepy. It's eerie. And there's parts that are unbelievably uncomfortable but I could not stop thinking about this book I could not stop thinking about when to read this book again I literally brought it over to my boyfriend's house I'm like this is stupid like when he was reading I tried to read when he was sleeping like before he woke up like this book I was 
obsessed with. And I think one of the coolest things that I really love what Daisy Johnson did was the ability to make the scene such an integral part of the character, of the storyline, and of the progression of this relationship with the mom and daughter. Just slimy and dark and confusing and you're in the muck with them. And just, oh, oh my God, it is unbelievable. This story is amazing it gave me the creeps in the best way oh my gosh I am dying that I'm pulling this book so another Haruka Mary Kami book this is Norwegian Wood this was the first book I read of his and this this story brought me to my knees it shattered me in the most beautiful way possible and this is actually his most like quote-unquote normal story like this is really more of like his contemporary fiction contemporary literature, uh, literary fiction story. I'm like, what definition do I use? Um, out of the books that he writes and pretty much is just about the story of Toru and his lover, Neko, and, you know, as they met in high school and they came back together about a year later after um, Neko's ex-boyfriend passed away, they build this unbelievable love and this love that is so yearning and so earnest and so devoted while Neko kind of really falls into this darkness of her own and really retreats inward and Toru is doing everything he can to keep this love alive and the way that Haruki Murakami in this book is able to describe the depths of human emotion, the depths of human connection, the depths of human consciousness. This also goes for um, 1Q84. Um, and even just the simplest of scenes, there's this one scene where Toru is in the hospital with, a f he met a friend in college um, and they kind of like develop this interesting friendship. But anyway, so he's like, it's a long story, but he's like taking care or just really, watching over his friend's grandpa in the hospital and or dad in the hospital and it's just the scene of him just feeding him sitting by his side talk really talking to the dad but I mean he's talking to himself looking out the window and it's just powerful I mean I could read about him sitting in the hospital with this dad this dying dad all day it is so so stunning and there's this one scene about Toru letting go of fireflies in a jar I want to see oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh I like want to read the whole page I'm debating I'm like okay no 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 I am going to read this passage oh it's it this is like one of the most beautiful beautiful descriptions of human emotion so he read a letter from Nako and of course like it, it broke his heart because this was when she was starting to like really retreat in herself and go somewhere so where she could recover. I read Nako's letter again and again and each time I read it I would be filled with the same unbearable sadness I used to feel whenever Nako herself stared into my eyes. I had no way to deal with it, no place I could take it or take it to or hide it away. Like the wind passing over my body it had neither shape or nor wait, nor can I wrap myself in it. Objects in the scene would drift past me, but the words they spoke never reached my ears. <sighs> oh my God. I just, that for some reason, I related to that feeling so, so much of just deep, deep sadness and just this unbearable helplessness of there's nothing you can do. Oh my God. Just, wow. Just Huruki Murakami is so, so powerful. So anyways, we are now moving into nonfiction. I'm so, so excited. So these are more self-help um, slash self-help slash spiritual. Um, so let's get right into it. So this is Think and Grow Rich for Women. Again, women, men, Think and Grow Rich is also amazing. It's also timeless, but I love Think and Grow Rich for Women because it is, it's adapted for women. Think and Grow Rich was written by Napoleon Hill in the 40s and he interviewed very, very powerful, successful men. However, uh, the author Sharon Lecter has 
adapted it with for women with women. So she interviewed really, really successful, powerful, amazing women, but also there are sections after each chapter where there are quotes from inspiring women. I mean, these are actors, writers, philanthropists, prime ministers, CEOs, like really, really beautiful women. Um, And I love this book and I reread it God, it's so weird to say. Um, I reread it last year, and that was not that long ago. And it's one of those books that I'll just reread all the time. Uh, And it's one that I'll have with me for a lifetime. And it's inspiring. I literally have sticky notes on my wall inspired by this book. And again, it's timeless. And especially as an entrepreneur, as a woman who's super driven, I have big visions and goals for myself. Uh, This is a book that will stay right by my side. Um, this book, ooh, The Road Less Traveled, the new, A New Psychology of Love, Traditional Values, and Spiritual Growth by Scott Peck. Wow, this book is just a beautiful, selfless gift to the world. Um, what I love about this book is I, I'm like flipping through it and I'm literally like, <laughs> I'm literally like, I, it, it's, uh, it's highlighted so like un like unbearably highlighted like it's just it's really like it's just it's it's like completely covered in like pink highlighter and it's so amazing um and there's this one oh my gosh okay I'll read this one oh my god there's so many sections I want to read okay so I will read this one line. Whew, where is it? Sorry. Oh my gosh. I'm like, which one? True love is not a feeling by which we are overwhelmed. It is a committed, thoughtful decision. And then I'm going to skip down. But because true love is an act of will that often transcends eph- ephem- ephemeral, oh my God, eph- ephemeral, oh, guys, I'm the worst, ephemeral feelings of love or Cathexis, it is correct to say love is as love does and love and non-love as good and evil are objective and not purely subjective phenomena wow it's just it's just incredible this book is so beautiful and I mean it when you read it in set points you're like okay like am I too young to read this because it talks about parenting and you know whatever and how to be a good partner but honestly again it's wisdom that will stay with you for years and years and generations. This is a book that I'll give my kids. I would give to friends. I would give to anyone. Anyone at any age should read this book. And it is just absolutely stunning. You'll learn. He's he's the person that like pretty much wrote about, you know, love is a verb. And love is an action like I just read about. And he then talks about, you know, the beauty of serendipity and how that is God, how that is spirituality, how that is a source greater than ourselves. He talks about, um, you know, childhood, a little bit of like childhood trauma and, you know, where that stems from and how to be a good lover, a good partner, a good friend, a good, a good teacher, just a, just a whole person and oh my gosh this book is so so powerful okay oh wow this book is amazing so this is the book that I read during lockdown uh, back in 2020 and it's called oneness by Rasha and it is a transcribed book from spirit and pretty much it's like insane like if you could see what this book looks like like it is so unbelievably dog-eared so unbelievably underlined highlighted sticky notes everything every single time I read a chapter that was the chapter I needed like right when I needed it most and every single literally down to the event that happened the night of the next morning, I would read a chapter that would just like drop my shoulders and it's everything. It is such a powerful book. I want to see if I can find, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm like, what passage do I even begin with? Uh, um, Oh my God. I mean, 
Oh, sorry, guys. I'm like, I really would love to read a passage for you. Um, mm, sorry, I'm like, am I like the worst? Ugh, oh my gosh. I mean, even down to when I had my whole medical just outbreak, my really, my like dark night of the soul, if you will. It even, there is literally a part where it's like you are going through a cleanse and your vibration is changing and it's tightening and you're becoming into your soul and your body. And I'm just like, uh, what? <laughs> like, what's, what is happening? Oh my God. Okay. I just, should I not read it? I'm sorry. I just, I really, really want to. Uh, oh my God. Cause then it's like, I want to read a passage, but then with also for some it's like maybe it's too because the thing is some people like you either read it and you're like yes oh my god or you read it and you're like where am I what dimension am I in so I don't I would hate to uh I would hate to lose you guys <laughs> okay I literally had to take a pause and I'm so excited that I found this passage because this this blew my mind and this is something I continuously carry with me and this is something I continuously, you know, communicate to people um, whenever we're kind of, I don't know, if you're going through something and you feel like you have a setback and you're frustrated and you're messing up and you'll never get there or healing is taking forever, this, this is it. As you ascend into the higher realms of consciousness, you will need to have mastered these attributes. You will need to have come to grips with all that now has you in its grasp. And to do so, you will need to recognize the truth of what motivates your patterns of response and the categories of experience that dominate your life. The key to self-mastery that is so fervently sought by you who are so keenly aware of your process of evolution. Oh my gosh is to love yourself despite your perceived shortcomings, but rather to love yourself because of them. The self-love that is the end result of this process is not a conditional reward that is meted out for high marks and polished performance. It is there without regard for issues or worthiness or unworthiness. For there is no place for judgment at all. You are the perfection of oneness with the uniqueness of identity striving towards self-recognition. And in your embracing of all that you are and in your acceptance of all that you are not, despite the evidence that you may have demonstrated along the way, is the unconditional gift of wholeness that awaits you. Unbelievable. 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 Now you guys understand. And again, this book is amazing. If you're really into spirituality or to self-growth and want to dive really, really deep, this is the book for you. That will just blow your mind and just change. This book has truly, truly changed my life. Woo, we're down to the last three. Okay, so this is a book I found at one of my favorite bookstores. Uh, it's, I think it's just called like the Boulder Bookstore. It's when I went to see you Boulder and I went with my dear, dear friend and I'm so happy that I found it because this book really, really changed, um, really, really changed so much in the way that I just perceive myself. And it's called The Self-Acceptance Project, How to Be Kind and Compassionate Toward Yourself in Any Situation. I loved it because it was, it, there's several chapters are by therapists, professors, doctors, and um, it's just beautiful. You get, it's not like short stories, we just get like different perspectives and I don't know. It's it's really, really fascinating. Again, this is a book I'll have to reread. And so it talks about love. It talks about family. It talks about relationships. It talks about the inner critic and, um, you know, acceptance. And oh, it's amazing. So I also just turned to a page that I'm so, so, so happy I turned to. Um, okay. I'm going to read this passage. Let's go. When it comes to love, you're always a beginner. That's wonderful. For love can only be known in the present moment. It is as fresh as the morning dew, as immediate as the sound of the rain falling on your roof in the evening, as pristine as the afternoon sunlight, unblemished by the passing of years. 
Stop trying to accept and simply see that your present experience has already been deeply accepted. Even your doubt, your confusion, your frustration, your overwhelm, your inability to accept or love or surrender is holy here, deeply acceptable to life, a perfect expression of wholeness in itself. It is okay. It really is. Even when it doesn't feel okay, it's okay. Life is only a moment, so you can always begin. Wow. Okay, I love that I just opened up to that page because I haven't read this book in years. I haven't read it since college, so that's like four years, five years, and holy crap. That's amazing. I cannot wait to read this book again, and I'm going to take a picture of that passage. So anyways, you guys, The Self-Acceptance Project, How to Be Kind and Compassionate Toward Yourself in Any Situation. Holy crap. Wow. Okay. Oh my God. It's so, it's so funny because each book is just unbelievably amazing. And I'm like looking at this one and I'm like, all right, get ready, babes. Okay. So this is my favorite book of all time. It is nonfiction and I dog-eared like 95% of the book and I didn't even realize it till afterwards. I was like, oops. (laughs) And this book rocked my world. I've said that a lot. Um, it, it opened, it cracked me open. It expanded every single part of me. I now have a deeper appreciation, not only for humanity, but for the planet. Um, and it woke, it, it woke me up. And I feel like, to be honest, it's hard to be woken up because you read a book, you're like, all right, cool. Like, you know, you don't open it again for a while. Um, Or you watch a show and you're like, all right, awesome. You know, it's just, it's so easy nowadays to really just be so not, uh, what do you call it? Like just uninspired. You get, like, you get comfortable really easily after, you know, being uncomfortable in, in terms of growing or it's, it's just so easy to fall back into the routine of just like, all right, scrolling, all right, noise, all right, life. Like it's just, it's too easy. And this book, excuse my language, woke me the fuck up. Like this, this is insane. Not only did it wake me up, but her writing is, I don't even know if I have words good enough to describe how unbelievable her writing is. I really, really don't. It's mind-boggling. It, it just, it, I'm speechless. I really, really don't know how, how to put her writing because Toni Morrison has, you know, a really specific style. Hruki Murakami does, you know, Sally Rooney, you know, authors own their style and their styles are unbelievably amazing. Unpopular opinion, I'm not the biggest fan of Sally Rooney, but I mean, I, I respect her. I respect her craft. But anyways, like what I'm really getting at is people have their specific style and you know it. But Wild and Elemental Journey by Jay Griffiths this story, her writing, it's, God, it's colorful, it's powerful, it's dominant, it's sharp, it's arresting, it's, it gives me chills all over my body. I mean, this book just, it's, sorry, it's like, I, again, like, I hope you can hear in my voice, like, how, how deeply in love I am with this story and I don't even know how to describe it myself. So anyways, so to just give you a short synopsis, this woman spends seven years of her life trekking the globe and to the places that she categorizes as earth, water, fire, air, and am I crazy? Okay, earth, water, fire, ice okay earth water fire ice air and then the last section is the mind and she dives into how the elements of the earth shape and embody the elements of the human mind yeah so that already just yeah I know I know um and this is actually one of 
I'm so excited I turned to this. Again, no accidents here. This is my my like actual favorite passage of all time ever and my favorite passage from her. So she's describing water and the color of blue. And I've never heard anything described so magically like this ever in my life. And I'm really picky. I think I'm a really good writer. I'm super picky with the books I read. I'm really picky with the writers I like and the authors I read. So this is this is the best thing I've ever read. You can almost hear the blue, a vivid vibrancy, a ringing blue. Blue is the last color to be named in many societies, according to anthropologists, perhaps because it is remembered from the deepest memories of evolution, a remembered blue that thrills along the veins with a timber of its own, a pitch where color is sound and sound color, where low light shines, Blue has the intensity of the pitch of grief or love. Blue fathoms the past as no other color. Blue is the color of the eternal in European color symbolism. The blue ocean is Emily Dickinson's deep eternity. Blue is the color of bareness too. The open sea far from land is a lifeless blue in contrast to the lively leafy greens of the coast. As of all, the deepest visible colors are blue. So the lowest of feelings are blue. Humans know a rainbow of emotions from the vivid reds of anger, the exultation of oranges in the sun, yellows of happiness in candle night, greens of woodlands, allotment, contentment, down to the pale blues of yearning or nostalgia, the deeper blues of sadness getting the blues. Oh my God. Then there's the ultraviolet, the color invisible to others, but which one knows oneself. The anguish of depression, ultraviolet, lowest of all feelings, most barren and close to death. That waste of life, that wasteland of the mind where there are no maps. Oh my God. Oh, why? I want to cry. I want my body to cry. Oh my God. I'm sorry. This passage just like kills me. It is so powerful. Oh, oh my God. I hope you guys are as arrested as I am. So anyways, No More Talking, Wild, An Elemental Journey by Jay Griffiths. And this book is fucking badass. All right. Last but not least, this is another book that really, in the same way, but also in a very different way, um, like Wild, it gave me a new perspective on the earth and on the planet but in the perspective of the earth is providing gifts to us every single second of every single day and how we can be the beautiful living breathing intelligent complex creative beings that inhabit this earth how we can reciprocate the love how we can thank Mother Earth for the gifts that are given to us. So this is Braiding Sweetgrass, Indigenous Wisdom, Scientific Knowledge, and the Teaching of Plants by Robin Wall Kimmerer. So she is a botanist, and she is also a member of the Citizen Padawami Nation. So what's really, really beautiful is she gives her scientific take on plants. So you learn so much, but then you also learn these deep, unbelievable traditions of sacred ceremony of of restoration of healing of medicine of literally just loving the earth as our as native americans do and as they have passed on and as unfortunately it literally makes my heart just sink into like a wilted balloon how these traditions are slowly and have been slowly eroding because of technology because of development because of industrialization because of where we are right now and I really really this book as much as it broke my heart because it got it got real it got really real as like where we are today and Robin there is a chapter where she she is mad like it is I mean obviously in her in the kindest way possible because her writing is literally like a rainbow just caressing your cheek wow I love that I said I love that I said that that's so fun um 
Her writing is a rainbow caressing your cheek, just so colorful and soft and loving and and just, oh my God, it's so, so beautiful, but she's mad and I love it. I love seeing the fire that she brings because that's how change will happen. I love this book. This book is powerful and this is the first book I ever tabbed with colors because I had to categorize. Literally, I will find, I wrote a page of all the categories um i want to see where it is okay so orange is like um uh when i loved the way she wrote so like description syntax sentence structure purple important passage so passages that are just really important to the vein of her book or just important just to remember to know um, pink are facts. So again, super cool to just learn again. I think it's obviously as reading fiction, we learn from like, you know, relationships and story and blah, blah, blah. But I love, it was really cool. I felt like a student again and it was really, really fun. Blue, interesting word or new vocab. <laughs> Yellow, so reference to a person or a resource book. Green, super cool. Like just, a, just, I don't even know what that means. Yellow, so I had to restart like colors because I ran out. Um, yellow became facts and then red became important passages. And then I also had to switch again to green because I ran out. Yeah, unbelievable. So Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer. I will put these books in the show notes and these books are also just so it's like all organized. I'll also put them on a list on my bookshop affiliate page. Wow. So anyways, you guys, thank you so, such for <laughs> Thank you so, so much for listening and sitting with me. Um, again, this is, this is everything. I am so honored to spend my birthday uh, spreading the love of books and the importance of books and the books that have truly, truly impacted my life. And again, please let me know if you have read any of these books. Please let me know if you are on the way to the bookstore or dropping a book in your cart on thriftbooks.com, bookshop.org, or any other online bookstore that promotes and or supports and or comes from a local bookstore, secondhand books, etc. And let me know what books that I need to read that will change my life. So anyways, thank you so, so much, you guys. Again, it is an absolute honor to be sitting with you and talking about something that I am just so deeply, deeply passionate about. I hope you feel the passion too. And I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.